You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysRunacouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of Tasty Built Bars. And speaking of tasty, that was a pretty tasty series that the Blue Jays had with the Yankees over the weekend. I mean, I'm not going to be greedy. I'm not going to be like, uh, well, Saturday sucked. They didn't win the series. They didn't sweep the series. Blah, blah, blah. Taking two out of three from the Yankees and doing it against Garrett Cole is an achievement for this team. And it is a strong start that this team needed, especially given they now have the opportunity to take advantage of opponents that may be less daunting, so to speak. Um, We are going to slightly preview the Texas series uh, coming up here. I do want to focus primarily on the Yankees games because, as I noted in yesterday's episode, I wasn't talking a lot about what happened Saturday, Sunday, because I didn't really want to. Um, But yeah, we're, we're going to get into it here, just discussing what happened um, and there is, there is a fair bit to chew on, actually. Um, we are going to be talking about the pitching staff because we have to, because it turned out to be very important. And we are going to be talking a little bit about the offensive production that the Blue Jays got, because, um, you know, they, they averaged three runs a game in this series, so they scored nine total runs and were able to come away with two wins. That's that's a good sign for the pitching staff. Not as good for the hitting, for the offense, but we'll be talking about that. Um, actually, let's start with that. Let's focus on the hitting first. Um, it was good to see Marcus Simeon get that first shot on Saturday. It it was too late to really make a difference which I mean we'll be talking about that in a sec but it did officially chase Corey Kluber out of the game so that's good four innings out of Corey Kluber like Yankees are gonna need a little more than that out of him I mean it's it's why they have uh, guys like Jonathan Loisaga in their bullpen but still not great for the long term um but yeah, Saturday, um, the Blue Jays did get eight hits, but they were definitely scattered and they definitely did not come when it was vital. Um, if you look at the runners left in scoring position with two out, um, there were clearly opportunities for the Blue Jays. But Bobichek couldn't come up with the hit when needed. Teoscar couldn't come up with the hit when needed. Rowdy just had a miserable series in Yankee Stadium. I believe 0 for 8 
uh, over the course of that, which, yish. Um, but, yeah, overall, not not a great series for the Blue Jays. They batted 206 in those three games. Um, their OPS is 607. Granted, Yankees didn't do much better, and again, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, given what we've seen out of the spring, you could kind of expect a slow start out of the offense. Um, you know, the, aside aside from Vladdy and guys who weren't going to be starting on this team, guys like Santiago Espinal, guys like uh, Josh Palacios, Riley Adams, there wasn't a lot of consistent hitting in the spring, and it looks like it carried over into this series. Even the Sunday game. Blue Jays got all their runs in the second inning off of two homers. Vladdy taking garbage person Domingo Herman opposite field into the right field bleachers. And then Randall Grichuk with the laser off garbage person Domingo Herman that, you know, just made me jump with schadenfreudistic joy. Over the Yankees fans, like, oh, there weren't really home runs. Well, your park's not really a stadium. Move your fences. That's that's what you can do. But then, you know, as Michael King comes in and posts a quality start in relief, like, like that, that should have been an opportunity for the Blue Jays to just really put that game out of reach. Um, but Michael King allowed one hit... And one walk over six innings of work. What are you supposed to do with that? Um, yeah, I believe Joe Panic was the only one who got a hit off him. It was just a single. Like, that. that is something that is going to, to need to be adjusted. You have to know these guys coming out of the bullpen for your main rivals. And you have to know how to deal with them. It looked like they had no solution for Michael King. Just a lot of soft contact, a lot of, you know, popping up into into shallow outfield territories. It was not a good approach. And as we're going to talk about in the final segment, they're heading to Texas, and Texas is a team that wants to outslug you. That's all they can really do. They have Joey Gallo and David Dahl and... Nate Lowe, guy, guys who are swinging for the fences. And they they picked up Chris Davis in the offseason. It's, it's an all-or-nothing lineup that this team is going to put out there. So the pitching staff is going to have to be on point if the offense is not going to give them the runs necessary to be able to comfortably pitch. I mean, it was, it was great having that three-run early lead. Um, for TJ Zoik. And we'll be talking about TJ Zoik in a sec. But, you know, you, you can't really argue that it wouldn't have been a little little less squeamish if something had been done against Michael King. But we did get to see Julian Merriweather again, and that's not all bad. You know what else isn't all bad? BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the best, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Um, 
the NCAA finals tonight. See if Jalen Suggs is more heroics uh, ending in him. But you can bet on that. You can bet on the NHL. You can bet on the NBA. You can bet on the Oscars, Mass Singer, anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered with odds, news, and scores. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. You head over to the website, and when you make your first deposit with the promo code Locked On, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on that deposit. So check out BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, while you're checking out the show today, also check out Locked On today. You get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski updating you on the latest in every major sport. And you get some local experts on there to follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the pitching for the Blue Jays, as, as much as I, I kind of went negative on, on the hitting and with good reason, again, Blue Jays 23rd. In, in Major League Baseball. And that's that's only spared from going down because the Mets and the Nationals did not end up playing because of COVID. But yeah, they were bailed out by a pitching staff that held the Yankees to a 218 batting average that held them to just two home runs and struck out 29 batters, walked 14, too high. But struck out 29. That's good. That's that's pretty nice. And, you know, I don't think a lot of us thought that this was going to be a pitching-dominated team. I don't think any of us really think that right now. But the Blue Jays posted a 267 ERA in the Bronx, in Yankee Stadium. Against that lineup. And aside from Gary Sanchez, no one was really providing offense for that lineup either. Blue Jays went in there and did enough to shut them down. And it it was a group effort. I mean, Hyunjin Ryu was going to go out there and give you five. He knew that. But after that, with the injury to Robbie Ray, it's like, I don't know. Throw Ross Stripling out there, see what happens. Ross Stripling was Ross Stripling. He is a guy, he looked like a guy who probably should be starting the season in the bullpen, but uh, did not because of the injury. Gave up seven hits over three and a third innings. Uh, Struck out five, but walked two and gave up the home run to Gary Sanchez to lead off the fourth, which... You know, the Blue Jays ultimately could not come back from. And with this rotation being as patchwork as it is, those kinds of efforts, they're going to come up. You know, Stripling's going to have a bad day. Tanner Roark's going to have a bad day. And you do need your offense to come back for that. And on Saturday, the offense wasn't up to the task. Didn't get any easier with Rafael Delis. That's... That is... Really, really annoying to have to have to see Rafael Delis just just struggle that much with his control. Three walks is not going to get it done in in this league. 
It's just not. Um, so, and, and poor Tim Meza having to come out there with the bases loaded and try and, try and keep things, you know, relatively controlled. Couldn't do it. And, and that's fine. Gave up the single to Jay Bruce. That was pretty much the game right there. But that is the thing about this Blue Jays pitching staff. You do have to have all the legs going in the same direction without any of them stumbling to be able to really have a chance, especially when the offense doesn't seem to want to find the ball. Ross Stripling couldn't do that. Fine. He was he was pressed into duty pretty quickly. I'm more than willing to give Ross Stripling a pass on that. Rafael Delis, little less. You, you gotta be on it more, dude. But Sunday, everything seemed to work in unison. Starting with TJ Zoic, posting those four shutout innings, just in control, was able to get the ground balls he needed when they needed them, and looked very comfortable out there knowing who he was and what he wanted to be able to do. And he was able to execute very often. Very often. He was able to execute often against this Yankees team and just not allow them to get any lift on the ball. Um, only three fly ball outs were recorded against TJ Zoic in that game compared to seven ground ball outs. Did, did his usual thing, walk one, struck out one. He's never going to rack up the Ks, but he does well to keep his stuff down. And the bullpen behind him did its job. Trent Thornton was... Really unlucky with that Clint Frazier double. And I use double in quotes. Um, just just fell into the middle of nowhere and Clint was hustling. It's a good hustle play. So, can't really fault him for that. But then the bullpen arms coming in behind Thornton. They did exactly what they needed. Ryan Barucki came in in this lefty role. Got his two outs. Ended the threat. Jam done. And then David Phelps, Jordan Romano, and Julian Merriweather. Oh my god. That Romano-Merriweather tandem is lethal. Like, go, going from, from Romano's, like, like absolute veering slider to then Merriweather's just... It, it's, it's a little more subtle. It, it doesn't have the same amount of bend, but... Because Merriweather has gotten very good at placing it, he was just painting that corner and just freezing batters for strikes. Glaber Torres, up there for the second time against them, still had no clue what to expect out of Julia Merriweather and struck out again. Um, yeah, Jay Bruce was the only one who seemed to have a handle on it, but even he couldn't really do anything. And then Gary Sanchez... After the series he had, it was it was very enjoyable to see Gary Sanchez just get absolutely put away by that high heat. It's it's beautiful. As I as I said on Sunday, this is where Julian Merriweather needs to be right now for the Blue Jays. As as much as I ragged on Ross Stripling, he is so much more effective in the bullpen right now. He's so essential to what the Blue Jays need right now out of that bullpen. With Kirby Yates done, with Delise off to a bad start, 
Merriweather's the one who's coming out and just overpowering hitters. Overpowering really good hitters. And and sh- slamming the door shut for a Blue Jays team that didn't really have that ability last year. Now it will be imperative to keep both him and Rowano healthy. Again, it's why I am more than happy to keep Merriweather as a reliever and not even think about trying to start him this year. Not until he starts building his arm strength up, and that's an off-season job. Julian Merriweather is the X factor that the Blue Jays needed in this bullpen to succeed and and have that that door slamming that good teams have. Good teams do not let foes have a bit of daylight to come back into things. Good teams put their boot to the throat of teams when they're down. Julian Merriweather is the most effective boot I have seen the Blue Jays deploy in years. Maybe not since Aaron Sanchez was a reliever. Maybe that says something, but I just I just want him to keep going out there and doing that because this bullpen is is looking really good. It looked good in the spring. It looks like it's continuing. And Merriweather's a big part of that, so I just want that to keep going. Um, sadly, I can't keep the Bilt Bar bracket going. It was decided last week. Coconut Brownie Chunk is your winner. And you can get it and a bunch of delicious tasting protein bars in other amazing flavors that could not compare to Coconut Brownie Chunk. But you can get cookies and cream, caramel brownie, German chocolate, mint brownie, who I'm happy to see made the final four, toffee almond, all these flavors are coated in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They're great if you're on a diet. Um, I've lost 13 pounds over the past year. I found that out recently. I'm pretty happy about that. I want to keep going. And Built Bar helps because they're low in calories. They're low in sugar. High in protein and fiber. If you're doing the keto thing, it's great. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your next order. So... Check out BuiltBar.com, find the flavors you want, use the promo code LOCK15, and get some tasty Built Bars sent to your door and start enjoying treats while losing weight. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. This final segment is brought to you by Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You have a new resource if you want to get the edge on your league, and it's Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's hosted by veteran analyst Scott Cullen. He uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. He's currently dominating week one of our fantasy league, and I feel really bad that two, uh, three of my t- auto picks are either postponed, injured, or I traded them because they are not good people. So, Scott Collins is much better at it than me. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, the Blue Jays take their usual stint. Um, well, semi-usual. That didn't happen last year. But they make their trip to Texas. We're going to get to see Steven Matz in a Blue Jays jersey for the first time. Um, he's going in the opener... Uh, this afternoon against Mike Fultonevich. 
I, I have to give the Blue Jays the edge, just given what Fulton Nevich did last year, which was, you know, pitch like, like uh, me, essentially. So that'll be good. Uh, game two has Tanner Roark against Dane Dunning, who is the starting pitching prospect the Rangers acquired from Chicago in exchange for Lance Lynn. And then the finale will have uh, a matchup of opening day starters. Hyunjin Ryu goes against Kyle Gibson. Um, so far, like I said, those are all very winnable matchups. And there there are bats that the Blue Jays will have to avoid. Obviously, I mentioned Joey Gallo. Um, he had himself a very nice series um, <clears throat> against the Royals. Which, I mean, it's the Royals, so take it as you will. But Gallo did bat 500 with five walks in that series. So his batting eyes there. Um, he just had the one home run. And Texas pitching is still very, very bad. So if nothing else, that that should be um, where, where the Blue Jays strike. Uh, Texas... Pitchers had a 10.08 ERA in that series against Kansas City. That that's that's the main thing against Kansas City. Had two chances for saves, blew both of them. Let Kansas City come right back into it. Um, they got decked 11-4, and then they won the finale 7-3 against rookie uh, Brady Singer. Um. And then, yeah, 1410 Slugfest on opening day. Um, yeah. Kyle, uh, Kyle Gibson, who was in that matchup against Hyunjin Ryu, lasted a third of an inning. Gave up five runs. Now has a 135 ERA on the season. I love these early season stats where just the numbers are so insane. Um, so, yeah, very clear key to victory for the Blue Jays is just bash the heck out of that pitching because it's all very bad. Like there's there's no there's no saving grace there. If if the Blue Jays pitching holds, then they should be able to scratch out enough runs on this terrible Rangers pitching staff to be able to come away with another series victory. I mean, like I said, Gibson, terrible. You go through the relievers Texas has used. Josh Spores gave up three runs in an inning and a third. Brent DeJayas gave up three runs in two innings. John King gave up four runs in two innings. Kyle Cody gave up three runs in an inning. Um, like, that they they don't have a guy you can you can throw out there and be confident that he's going to do the job. Ian Kennedy is their closer. I I mean, this is a team that should be batting practice for the Blue Jays. And if they don't end up doing that, if they end up scoring another nine runs against Texas in in three games, if they score nine runs in one game, that's average. That's what they should be doing. But another subpar offensive series is going to give the fans and the analysts things to worry about.
because this this is a bad team. There is no reason for the Blue Jays to not go out there and just knock them around the park. They're going to have a full stadium for opening day because Greg Abbott is a freaking madman who doesn't know how to handle life. And somehow he's a governor. Disgusting. Greg Abbott's a disgusting man. So they're going to have to contend with fans. But I have a feeling it will be very easy to quiet said fans if they do what they're supposed to do. The, the batting average against this pitching staff in Texas is obscene. Blue Jays need to take advantage of it and make sure that they, they don't give this team that is very, very bad any thoughts that they might be able to hang here. They need, they need to take that 330 batting average that Texas pitchers are giving up and inflate it. So that's what I'm going to be looking for today. Um, just a reminder, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Odyssey app. However, you consume your podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at LockedOnJays. And you can follow me on there at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but I got a new avatar and I was finally able to change my name after two years. So I am happy with that new look. I hope y'all are too, but yeah, we'll keep going with this. I'm not sure how much live tweeting I'll be able to do today, but we shall see. So until we talk again, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at chasefromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.